If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This would be hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. Yeah, the, uh, the ratings for Fox are plummeting. We heard yesterday Victor Davis Hanson talking on uh, Newsmax. Fox ain't coming back, and, it, and it's not. It's not going to come back like it was uh, because this was the last betrayal of trust by Fox. And the reason why uh, they are going to fail, the reason why they, uh, they've taken such a hit is because, and I'll just speak from someone who uh, the only reason that I watched Fox was Tucker Carlson's show. I uh, don't really like the five anymore. don't really like outnumbered anymore. <clears throat> don't have time to watch the morning show. Uh, you know, and, and Gutfeld, I'll catch every once in a while. Usually the highlights. Um, but, uh, but generally, uh, Tucker was the only one. And the reason being was uh, the, the stuff that he was covering. It was just nobody else was covering it. He was exposing truths that nobody else was uh, covering. He was covering stories that everybody was screaming at conservatives saying, leave it alone, let it go, let it go, let it be in the past, let Ray Epps be in the past, let the video inside the Capitol be in the past, let the fact that the FBI infiltrated the crowd at the Capitol, let the fact that, that uh, the uh, Nancy Pelosi and, and, uh, and Democrats uh, turned away the National Guard, left, left behind uh, Tucker Carlson's or, uh, or Hunter Biden's laptop, leave behind that uh, FBI collusion with Hillary Clinton in the 2016. And Tucker was saying, nah, you know what? I'm not done with it. I'm not done with it. And so now what is Fox doing? Fox is doing the same thing that the, the DNC, the deep state, the mainstream media and big social media is doing to Donald Trump. They're no longer in their positions. And so they're doing their level best to prevent them from ever making the comeback. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it maybe might be a little scared of them or something. Well, you think maybe there's a little bit of that involved there? Yeah, just a little bit. And uh, and somebody is leaking audio from Tucker Carlson. Somebody's leaking video from Tucker Carlson. This is normally stuff that is recorded uh, off camera. This is stuff that is uh, recorded surreptitiously. And I'm going to tell you as a broadcast professional, let, let, me, let me bring another example. I remember when uh, Donald Trump, it came out that he was on a, uh, a tour bus with Billy Bush. And he got on this tour bus and Billy Bush, uh, uh, Trump's mic was still hot. 
And uh, Billy Bush decided to take advantage of the situation, I guess, and start talking about, you know, what guys do sometimes. Generally, when you're, you're younger, you talk about your sexual conquests and whatever. And, you know, I mean, I mean, come on. Uh, the song ACDC's You Shook Me All Night Long. That was the song, a guy bragging about sex, okay? That's what it was. It was you know, she was a fast machine. She kept her motor clean. She was the best damn woman that I ever seen. That's how guys talk. All right? She shook me all night long. So anyway, <clears throat> recorded surreptitiously. Was it, uh, was it gaudy? Yes. Was it tacky? Yes. Was it disgusting? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, you know. But uh, was it illegally recorded? Oh, yeah, there was that, too. There was that, too. So somebody at Fox, an ex-producer, somebody who's uh, apparently not talented enough to nick it in broadcasting and uh, is getting ready to be fired or whatever, has decided to leak uh, these, these Tucker Carlson audio. Uh, and, and one of the things he said that, yeah, Fox News Nation sucks. The site's terrible. Gasp, shriek, fire him. But here is some of the uh, surreptitiously recorded audio of Tucker Carlson that's supposed to bring him down, by the way. And by the way, Elisa Farah, or whatever the hell her name is from The View, she's convinced this is the end of Tucker Carlson. Here is the audio. I'd love to hit some of the fine points of technique. <laughs> He's talking about sex. <laughs> but you know, but it's your show. It's totally up to you. Okay, I'm not, you know what? I'm not qualified on that score, I will say. I thought his girlfriend was kind of yummy. Just kidding. Just kidding. In case this is being pulled off the bird. Hey, media matters for America. Go yourself. Oh, my God. He told a leftist crooked organization to go bleep itself. He must be fired. That's the first thing I want to say tonight. Well, I feel great. You know, I can never, I can never assess my appearance. I wait for my postmenopausal fans to weigh in. <gasps> he called his fans postmenopausal. <laughs> well, maybe many of them are. It will do it live. I got you, baby. Yeah, I mean, that guy had to go. He's a, he's a, what is, I don't know what exactly that said about him, other than he's kind of obvious, uh, very truthful and kind of funny. It made me kind of like him better, actually, a whole lot better. Uh, he also sent a text, by the way. <clears throat> Listen to this text. And it's very racist, I guess. He said, a couple, ago, guy, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching a guy, a video of people fighting in the street in Washington, and a group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid started beating the crap out of him. It was three against one, at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. Okay? It's not how white men fight. Don't know what that is, but I'll explain it in a second. Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for a mob against him, hoping they'd uh, hit him harder and kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. There was somewhere in my brain an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. <clears throat> I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over with suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed if i don't care about those things if i reduce people to their politics how am i better than he is <clears throat> did you hear anybody in the summer of uh, 2020 who uh, burned america's cities <clears throat> injured police officers murdered people say anything like that no this is a column from, uh, from uh, Jason Whitlock. He says, 30 years ago at the behest of the FBI, the FBI corporate media made defending Randy Weaver indefensible. 
Weaver, a married father of four, had moved to a remote mountain in Idaho because he believed our government surrendered to the globalist agenda would strip American citizens of longstanding constitutionally guaranteed rights, freedoms, blah, blah, blah. The FBI attempted to induce Weaver, a former Green Beret, to spy on the Aryan Nation sect 70 miles from his cabin. Weaver refused. The FBI sent an undercover agent to further recruit Weaver. The agent coerced Weaver into sawing off a shotgun and selling it to them, a federal crime. The federal government then charged Weaver with that crime. Weaver skipped court, chose to isolate himself, his wife, and four kids on their plot of land. Eventually, the FBI raided Weaver's land, killed his dog, his 14-year-old son, and his wife, setting off off an 11-day standoff at Ruby Ridge. An FBI agent was also killed at Ruby Ridge. To avoid responsibility for the massacre, the FBI and media framed Weaver as a member of the Aryan Nation and white supremacists. The uh, the, uh, smear campaign worked in the court of public opinion. In 1993, a jury acquitted Weaver of all serious charges related to Ruby Ridge. In 1995, they awarded him $3.1 million for the wrongful murder of his wife and son. Uh, Whitlock brings us, he says, I bring this up because Tucker Carlson is going through this, his own version of Ruby Ridge. Years ago, Carlson thought he wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps, join the CIA. The agency allegedly rejected Dick Carson's son. In recent years, Carlson has been one of the most outspoken and powerful critical critics of the CIA, FBI, and the DOD. Months ago, he penned and voiced a damning monologue on Fox News arguing that the CIA killed President Kennedy. Uh, By the way, RFK believes that as well, and uh, numerous scholars do as well. I have no opinion on it uh, at this point. He routinely mocked the FBI, CIA, and DOD for uh, embracing the woke agenda. He questioned, should we be sending billions of dollars to Ukraine? What are the ramifications of allowing millions of illegal immigrants to cross our southern border? Why is January the 6th instigator Ray Epps free from punishment while others are not? Tuesday night, the FBI fired what it hopes is a kill shot to Carlson's reputation. The New York Times, the voice of the alphabet agencies, published a personal text from Carlson to a producer that Times editors believes paints him as a bigot. Under the headline, Carlson's text that alarmed Fox leaders, it's not how white men fight. A triple byline story begins. Then, of course, uh, he quotes the uh, the text where Tucker reveals the context and says that he shouldn't feel this way about somebody being attacked because of their politics, not their skin color. The alleged racist text message strikes me as authentic and vulnerable, not spe- mean-spirited or bigoted. This coming from <clears throat> Jason Whitlock, who is a black guy. The previous seven years, corporate media has showcased Black Lives Matter riots, protests, and looting. The nation had grown used to seeing predominantly black Crowds overrun buildings and loot. Black people, corporate media, and leftists delighted in the all-white riot at the Capitol uh, on January the 6th. The statement, quote, it's not how white men fight is connected to the so-called insurrection. It's an admission that leftists are winning and they're getting everyone to fight on their terms. That's according to Whitlock. But, of course, a witless person being Alyssa Farah, And uh, The View says that she is inside of Tucker Carlson's psychological wheelhouse and she's got this racist figured out. So there was always this idea among Republicans that Tucker was maybe playing a character on TV. The rage-filled, you know, kind of race, I mean, quite racist. Did you ever notice that uh, Joy Reid is never considered race-filled, racist, full of hate? 
and uh, whatever her name, Christina Cross, or what the hell her name was on. Nobody else on the left is ever angry. Have you ever watched Keith Olbermann lately? angry, angry white man act. I knew him for maybe 10 years, and there was a time that he was fairly normal and not a hate-filled person. But the Here's what happened. Tucker Carlson remained the same. Farah Abraham, or whatever the hell, Alyssa Farah, uh, changed because Donald Trump became the president. A lot of people on the left became, uh, well, Trump deranged, and they assume that Tucker Carlson, people like me changed. Even though we haven't changed our stripes as conservatives, we just continued to support Donald Trump. I lost friends because I supported Donald Trump. It wasn't because of my politics originally. They'd known I was conservative. I've stayed rock solid in my conservative for my entire career. But if I supported Trump, that caused my alienation. It, that's why they call it Trump derangement syndrome. So, uh, so Tucker Carlson didn't change. Uh, Alyssa Farah did. Texts that have come out, and people are saying these newest texts are why Fox ultimately parted with him, is it shows that that's who he privately was. Mm -hmm. He writes this long text that's oh. basically saying, um, you, you know, he, he, he describes this Antifa apparently attacking a, um, a man, and he, or I'm sorry, it was, yeah, Antifa attacking somebody, and he's saying, I'm siding, I find myself siding with wanting to see this well, there man were other beaten. people attacking, attacking Antifa. Antifa. Yeah, and he went on to say, the Antifa creep is a human being, much as I despise what he says and does, much as I sure I'd hate him personally. If I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. <clears throat> That's what they've got. That's what they've got. Wow, that's all you got. This is the same dynamic that the left has been perpetrating on Trump supporters. They're white supremacists. They're MAGA fascists. Whenever you hear racism from a leftist, it means they're losing the argument. Uh, duh. Jen Pellegrino, who is uh, outstanding, she's a host on Newsmax, going to be joining with Chris Plant on Monday in a new show at 9 o'clock. Here's what she had to say last night about why Fox is releasing all of these surreptitiously recorded videos of Tucker Carlson. Why is Fox News allowing these leaks? They're clearly working in hand, hand in hand with the establishment. Think about the topics that Tucker delved into on his show. January 6th, vaccines, nuclear and bioweapons programs, White House corruption, the more viewers he got, the more the Washington establishment was exposed. So they didn't. No, it was his racist texts that got him fired. Oh, yeah, his texts weren't racist. But they do best. They silenced him, and now they're realizing he can't be silenced, so they move to plan B, yeah. and that is trying to discredit him. And that is trying to destroy him. And it's not going to work. It's just going to make him more powerful. Does that sound familiar? I've got some audio from uh, Jen talking to Matt Boyle of Breitbart about uh, Tucker Carlson, why he's still under contract. Then we're going to move on to, uh, oh, Robert Kennedy Jr. has said what I think is the best thing I've heard from a Democrat running for office in my lifetime. I'll share that on the other side of this break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. Uh, rest in peace, state of Maryland, by the way. I lived in Maryland for a dozen years. I loved it. 
Maryland is like uh, California. It's Eden. It's Eden. And uh, Democrats are making it into hell. Uh, school systems are failing. Uh, had a fail uh, Republican governor in uh, Larry Hogan. They call him uh, Lockdown Larry on the morning show on WCBM, our anchor station. He is a rhino of uh, of the first order, and uh, he has said he's not going to run for Senate, which I'm glad because they've already got a spot for you on MSNBC there, Lair Lair, right next to old Michael Steele, another rhino from hell. <clears throat> that said... Uh, legal protections for child transgenderism and abortion were signed into law by the newly elected socialist governor of uh, Maryland, Wes Moore. And so basically, it's uh, essentially a uh, sanctuary state for abortion and uh, transgender transgenderism for children. Now, uh, Maryland is going to wake up from this malaise. It's not even a malaise. It's a, it's a mental illness someday. And I believe that everyone who supported this, uh, this transition of children, uh, medical and surgical transition of children to the opposite gender, uh, it's going to catch up, and people are going to have to go to jail for it. Uh, so right now, uh, child transgenderism, hormone therapy, irreversible sex chain surgeries, all uh, signed into law and uh, will require Medicaid to cover medical transition in so-called non-discriminatory manner from the start of next year. So I, uh, I love, I love uh, the state of Maryland. <clears throat> loved living there. I used to uh, live in Germantown, Maryland, and uh, uh, always had a problem with the taxation and the cost of living and the governance, but uh, they put the pedal to the metal on extremism after I left. I'm glad I got my kids out of the schools because they are destroying children with uh, woke nonsense. The shutdowns in uh, Montgomery County and Maryland were worse than just about any state in the country. Uh, I rescued my children by getting them out of those schools, and uh, they've done quite well in in lovely, well, not so lovely, Kansas, <clears throat> the Kansas side of Kansas City, which is where we live now. Although, if Maryland would pull its head out of its butt, I would gladly move back there, which isn't saying much because I'm sure some people are like, no, nah, you're fine to stay in Kansas, Carson. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even care. So... Um, Matt Boyle is a writer for Breitbart. He was talking to Jen Pellegrino last night about Tucker Carlson. And, and it is suspicious. Don't you think it's suspicious that CNN isn't going after Don Lemon now? CNN isn't going after Chris Cuomo. CNN is, isn't digging up dirt on Brian Stelter. Uh, Rachel, when Rachel Maddow was taken off full-time, nobody went after her. But somehow, Fox is attacking Tucker Carlson when Tucker Carlson no longer has a platform. Which means that there's something afoot here, kids, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say that? They fired the most popular host on television. Uh, yet Matt Lauer was able to stay at NBC for decades, you know? Here is Matt Boyle talking about uh, Tucker Carlson still being under contract, why that's important to keeping his mouth shut and literally taking away Tucker Carlson's ability to express himself before the 2024 election. This is important. Yeah, uh, that's exactly why Tucker is still technically under contract through December 2024. So, uh, the next presidential election and our Boom. sources uh, indicate and and I spent all last week talking to people at the network inside outside people uh, all sorts of different sources with uh, familiarity of what's actually going on here and the big the the big reveal 
yes, is that Tucker is still under contract. And so they've canceled the show, but they're using the contracts. They're holding it over his head like the sword of Damocles, and they're not allowing him uh, to go uh, out there and do something else. They, they refuse to uh, release him from the contract uh, and negotiate an exit uh, at this time. The Murdoch family is trying to uh, uh, keep him silent. And the, the, the yeah, that, that, there you go. They're trying to keep him silent. It's not about competition. They've already destroyed their competition. Generally, when somebody leaves a media outlet, they say you got to stay off the air because we don't want you to compete with us. They've already lost their viewership. They knew it was going to happen. They've already lost more than the value of the Dominion lawsuit settlement. This is about shutting Tucker Carl up, Carlson up before the 2024 election. More on this coming up. And then RFK says something very profound about what has to happen in this country to save this country. Don't go anywhere. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's the Rob Carson Show. Just a uh, point of personal privilege. Uh, I, can I, do you mind, will you be offended if I just appeal to the married men in the audience for a second? I mean, married women, you keep listening, but I was going to tell the guys here. Uh, and, and maybe, maybe, I don't know what, um... This weekend, my wife has her sister coming to town and, and some lifelong friends come to town. Uh, what does that generally mean for the other people who live in the house? It means that you're dealing with Monica from Friends on steroids. And I hate to use that cliche, but, it, I mean, it's like uh, Incredible Hulk reaction to uh, having the house clean. And, and, and un, in, I mean, unfathomably clean. No house can be this clean. It's not possible. But uh, she's doing that here. My wife is and we, uh, literally on the kitchen counter, a to-do list. And it's not a, you know, to-do list like, hey, you could do. It's you do this or you, I'm going to make I'm going to make life hell. I, I'm going to make life hell for you. So <clears throat> today, uh, most of my work is going to be in the kitchen. Is that is that common? Is it just a woman thing? Is it a man thing? Generally, when guys have their friends over, their brother come over, they're like, I don't know, just drop the dirty shirt on the floor and have a seat. <clears throat> when, it, when it comes to a woman, at least with my wife, uh, whenever anyone comes to visit, particularly her mother or a sister, is this about sibling rivalry? I, I'm not exactly sure what it is. I'm not sure exactly what it is. But if you uh, read about me in the papers on Monday and I'm not doing a show, you'll understand I didn't get the kitchen clean very well. Hey, let's hear something funny, shall we? This is Jim Gossett as Tucker Carlson. My name's Tucker Carlson, and you gotta know, I am going elsewhere and get a new show. To my former colleagues, I have a tip. Jump that sinking ship. <laughs> stupid to fire me. Oh, yeah. Worst move in history. 
Fox News is headed in the tank. It's money in the bank. Uh-huh. Tucker, what's number one? He was. Time slot, I always won. Fox News, you're gonna pay real soon. I have two words for Rupert Murdoch, and they are not thank you. Look what Fox has become. <laughs> Left wing and really dumb. Paul Ryan doesn't have a clue. The Murdoch brothers do. Stupid, <laughs> that is Fox News. Big time, they're gonna lose. They'll rue the day that they can me. You know, the thing that uh, uh, bothers me the most is... Um, you know, my my first thought with regard to Tucker Carlson, and you know what I uh, said about why he was fired, and I, I've been proven right. Um, you know, I, I feel bad for the other people who work for the network because you, you know, maybe you don't even know Tucker. Tucker isn't even in a studio. He's not your buddy. He doesn't hang down the hall. You don't go, you know, to the break room together and uh, have a Keurig, you know, none of that. But they're going to suffer the same consequences of it. And, and I do feel bad about that. And now I'm seeing what Fox, or at least somebody within Fox, and Fox is not saying anything. Uh, they're releasing video of Tucker Carlson to Mediaite and other left-leaning and media matters to destroy Tucker Carlson. And Fox is not saying anything, which says to me the people in charge of Fox are really not good people at all. And so consequently... I can't watch anything on Fox. I, uh, I don't see myself going back to an organization that would do this. CNN didn't do this to Chris Cuomo. CNN didn't do this to Don Lemon. Fox is doing this to Tucker Cross, their number one host. And these texts that they're unveiling and these, and these uh, messages and all that, they're not proving anything. They're making them more likable. But Fox is thinking they're going to destroy Tucker Carlson. It really is. I mean, it's insidious when you think about it. When you think about the, the, where Fox has gone from when Roger Ailes owned it, when they signed on, what you were led to believe about Fox being a conservative outlet until the, the elections of 2020 versus what they are now. I mean, wow, guys, wow. I'm surprised anybody is still hanging on to that network. Uh, Matt Boyle again was on, uh, He's with Breitbart. He was on with Jen Pellegrino. I, I played something uh, from him earlier. A couple other things I want to play from him. Before we get into the comments of uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., candidate for president, um, here is Matt Boyle about uh, what's happening at Fox. And by the way, this isn't going to be the end of the firings at, Tuck, Tuck, at, at Fox. Uh, they're going to make sure that they get everybody at the network's mind right, minds right, Everyone, my mind right, or they're gone. They not only fired Tucker, they not only pushed Tucker out, but they also pushed out Dan Bongino, who was oh, yeah. their biggest weekend show host, right? Like, so. And, and it's weird because Dan Bongino's uh, platform, uh, social media platform, which had been under attack since the day it signed on, <clears throat> Parler, in the same week was purchased, and then the buyer killed it. So no more expression, no more freedom of expression on Parler at all. The same week that Dan Bongino was let go from Fox. Uh, their biggest weekday show and their biggest weekend shows ah, are ah. both off the air now in the course of a week. Uh, and there's a massive purge happening underneath them as well uh, of 
people throughout the network. And then as you got to get your head right there, boy, or you're going to get fired. You mentioned now is laughing as you were playing these videos <laughs> of Tucker that they leaked. If that's the best they can come up with, they got a real problem. But, but the point is, is that uh, they're now weaponizing Fox News uh, executive staff, corporate staff, and Arena Briganti, uh, who is their head of corporate communications, is a major part of this, are weaponizing right. information to try to target Tucker and hurt him. And who are the people who want to take Tucker down outside of the network? The Murdoch family, which is very globalist establishment type Republicans, right? These are country club Republicans who want to go to their garden parties and sip their champagne and go along to get along <laughs> and not rock the boat with anybody. We're getting increasingly uh, unnerved by the third rail topics that Tucker was regularly. What did I say about why you watched him and why I watched him? This is what I'm talking about. Hitting on his show, whether it's the aid to Ukraine or whether it's the, the vaccine stuff or whether it's the, the way that people handled the pandemic or, uh, you know, the national security. Issue. All the stuff that the mainstream media, the deep state and social media were able to successfully for two years call misinformation and disinformation that they successfully censored that Tucker Carlson was able to speak freely about once Elon Musk but Twitter and Tucker's touching these topics it's it's rocking the boat and they didn't like that so what they're doing now is they're using this giant Dominion settlement that they just had with Fox as a justification uh, to try to uh, uh, regain control of the network so they yeah but the uh, Dominion case has already been settled it's over there's no reason to bring up any of those supposed texts that got Tucker fired that case is over so it, it makes no sense at all for them to uh, be leaking this and relating it to the Dominion settlement. The, uh, the only reason they're doing this is to try and kill him. This is a political assassination. That's what I said last night on Twitter. This is a political First Amendment assassination of Tucker Carlson. That's what it is. It's to kill his ability to express himself and what uh, the uh, deep state, big social media, and the mainstream media considers to be misinformation. That's what it is. It's a political First Amendment assassination. That's what this is all about. It's, it's a continuation of the orchestra, orchestrated efforts to throw the electoral process again. We saw that the FBI was unable to do it in 2016 and successfully did it in 2020 and successfully did it again in the midterms by covering up the, uh, the, the classified documents by the thousands and multiple locations that Joe Biden have and all of these suspicious activity reports and all of the Chinese money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, while they Mar-a-Lago and made that the story. Where's the Mar-a-Lago story? Where the hell is it if it's the end of the world? If it means he's going to go to jail? Where the hell's the Alvin Bragg, uh, the, the, the indictment of Donald Trump? Why is that the end of the world? My God, he has been. No, it's all a joke. It's all been a joke. The first impeachment was a joke. The second impeachment was a joke. I can go on and on. That's a witch hunt. All meant to stop Donald Trump after he left office. Now you're seeing the same tactics being used against Tucker Carlson to make sure that he can't get on air again. And he will never have the same appeal that he had. But guess what? It's just going to make him more popular. It's already working that way. It's already working that way. 
Robert Kennedy Jr. It's a shame that his voice is like that. Although my voice is kind of like his today. I've got a little uh, reflexy, whatever the hell going on. But Robert Kennedy Jr. is a, a Democrat my father would have voted for. My father was a World War II veteran. He was a Roosevelt Democrat. He was under the impression that Roosevelt saved the country and brought it out of depression when he really didn't. He actually prolonged the Great Depression, but World War II got us out of the Great Depression. Just fact check me. I don't care. But, but his policies prolonged the Depression. They didn't, they didn't uh, work. But, but my father was still a Roosevelt, because he knew Roosevelt loved the country. At least he believed that. And, uh, and that was a, the Roosevelt Democrat Party that most people assumed was pro-America. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is that Democrat. We haven't seen that forever. We see insanity. We see uh, socialists in Bernie Sanders and, and, uh, and insane. I mean, literally off the reservation. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. Uh, <laughs> AOC. I can go on and on. Think about ins- how insane the Democrat Party sounds now. Robert Kennedy Jr. is not that. Robert Kennedy Jr. is like his uncle. He is a uh, America-loving a person who just happens to be a, a Democrat. Now, listen to what he has to say about what we need to do in this country. What have I been saying that we need to do in this country to turn it around? 2023 has to be what? The beginning of a new American revolution, a peaceful revolution to return us from nonsense to common sense. Here is RFK's observation. We need a revolution. I would say that but a, a peaceful revolution. And a revolution that, um, you know, that uh, brings us back to our the values that have been robbed from us you know, over the past 40 years, systematically through, you know, uh, that I watched happen. I mean, I was watching what happened in 1980. And we had a functioning government there and we were in the middle of the great prosperity and we had, you know, most Americans trusted the government. And Well, I think uh, Ronald Reagan was the president then. Um, and we all trusted the media. And today, 22% of people, Americans, trust their government, 22% trust the media. And the reason we have all this blizzard of misinformation, what is called misinformation, is because people are looking for other sources of information that they can actually trust. Tucker Carlson, ladies and gentlemen, Newsmax, ladies and gentlemen. The people who are supposed to be giving us good information are not. It's, it's, It's spin, it's propaganda. This is a Democrat. It's uh, government orchestrated, and uh, and people know it. Everybody knows it. Yes. Everybody knows we were lied to about COVID. Everybody knows we were lied to about Vietnam. Do you know why? Because we're not stupid. Everybody knows we were lied to about Iraq, weapons of mass destruction. You know, it's not this. My opinion about these agencies is not happening in a vacuum. Everybody knows that pharma lied to us about opioids. And about Vioxx. Wow. wow. You know, I mean, I, these are not like things that are conspiracy theories. No. That, you no. know, Robert Kennedy is crazy because he thinks a, a corrupted FDA, you know, helped uh, the pharmaceutical companies uh, create the opioid crisis. This is, this is a fact that, it, that is well known, well documented, and that happened. Now, what he's describing there is abuses and usurpations. Thought you should know. I'll post that video on social media. Rob Carson Show at Twitter. I don't even bother with Facebook. The hell with Facebook. Oh, I got information about Facebook coming up. Why it was founded. It was founded 
on politics and on electing one person. That's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. We need a revolution. I would say that. A a peaceful revolution. And a revolution that, um, you know, that uh, brings us back to our the values that have been robbed from us over the past 40 years. There you go. That's Robert Kennedy Jr. saying we need a new American revolution. Yeah, a peaceful one. And guess what? We're doing it. We're doing it. Every time they try to force something down our throats, we say, oh, you know what? Screw you. We'll put you out of business. Uh, you had uh, Dylan Mulvaney. wasn't about uh, transphobia. It was about a guy uh, suddenly saying he's a woman and then acting like he's an authority to women, bypassing every woman who's ever lived, kind of like they've done with uh, professional sports, kind of like what they're trying to do with, you know, uh, you make the uh, transgender dude who's been a dude for a year, suddenly becomes woman of the year, bypassing everybody. Really? Uh, it's just it's it's nonsense. It's time to return to common sense from nonsense, and we're winning. But we have to fight. We cannot just accept it and say, "Ah, oh, you know, big deal." No, you have to shut them down, and you have to no longer uh, uh, dignify them, like like Fox and what they're doing to Tucker. Screw you. Make Fox Bud Light, the Navy. Uh, doing a digital spokesperson, a dude who dresses up like a woman, like Dylan Mulvaney, as a spokesperson for recruiting for the greatest fighting force in the history of the world? Are you out of your mind? Hell, even the guy who assassinated bin Laden says, I'm done. This is bullcrap. This is a slap in my face. I like, like, you know, withdrawing from Afghanistan. Leaving, uh, you know, all of the equipment to the terrorists. Yeah. Make the Navy Bud Light until they had to pull their heads out of their butts and get rid of, you know, people like uh, Lloyd Austin. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's interesting. The House Foreign Affairs and Republicans sent a letter on Tuesday to Secretary of State Anthony Blinken demanding more information about the department's funding of groups that censor conservatives and free, free speech. There's this global engagement center that was uh, that was created in Barack Obama's presidency, which got the ball rolling, by the way. Fundamental transference, by the way. As Republicans accuse the State Department, sub-agency of funding censorship. And they did. They created, they partnered with the Global Information Index, a foreign data-driven advocacy organization created blacklists of U.S. Dom- domestic media voices to cripple U.S. citizen journalism. The Dynamic Inclusion List uh, was an outlet that was sent out to thousands of people who made media-buying decisions and said that certain l- right-wing outlets uh, spread disinformation, and consequently they lost advertising dollars. Some of these people and some of these organizations include Newsmax, the Washington Exam- Examiner, Real Clear Politics, The Federalist, Breitbart, The Daily Wire, One American News, The New York Post. And then we find out this. This is Ben Smith. And he says that uh, Facebook was never about social networking. It was always about electing one person. 
I think the thing that surprised me most was going back and seeing that there was this, you know, this early internet scene where, um, it, to some degree, the explicit goal was to elect Barack Obama for the Huffington Post. That was part of the point, you know, and and it felt, and everyone just took for granted in that world that these were young, these were college kids, young people, newly on the internet. They were Democrats. Right. Barack Obama visited Facebook. It was sort of went without saying that Facebook was like a democratic institution. Um, and but when you look and back, then. you know, and and I think everybody thought, well, the 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 high point of this whole world, this whole new digital world, is the election of Barack Obama. And, you know, in fact, look back, and the high point, the crowning achievement of this sort of new social media world Listen, is the election of Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Absolutely. Now, you know, and it's this is why Donald Trump was kicked off Twitter is because Twitter helped get him elected. He used Twitter more effectively than Democrats ever could. He played them better than anybody and they recognized it, and that's why they became wholly partisan to get him out. Unbelievable. More on this and your phone calls, 800-922-6680. It's the Rob Carson Show. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Yeah. This is the Rob Carson Show. It is the last hour of the Rob Carson Show. Jennifer Kearns, the host of All American Radio, uh, Radio, I should say, uh, author of The Real War on Women, joins us at the bottom of the hour. Going to be talking about uh, trans nonsense. Um, I've got some audio from an 18-year-old woman speaking at a school board meeting about being replaced and all of the abuses that women are having to deal with with uh and this is just it's it's insanity it's it's a part about uh, returning from nonsense to common sense where every woman in america uh of right mind should say they don't want a man who says he's a woman in the locker room with his uh, business out that should be very very easy to figure out in any situation if you were a woman maybe you're at the gym maybe you're at uh you know the the uh, in with your teammates before a meet and all of a sudden a guy comes in and whips his business out what does that mean generally means you're about to be assaulted that's what it means that is what the perception is with women it is uh, purely uh, a protection mechanism because women are the ones who most of the time get raped i, I thought you might want to know that yeah pretty much it's Pretty much throughout history, that's that's pretty much it. The whole rape thing has pretty much been men on women. So you should know that, I guess, if you're thinking it's cool for a guy to suddenly become, particularly like, I don't know, let's look at Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas, 21-year-old dude, not doing very well as a dude in swimming, decides to become a girl, 
becomes the number one female swimmer his senior year after one year of transitioning. Still dates women. Still, when he sees women, goes, bing, you know. <laughs> Decides just to get only added uh, added bonus of uh, hanging out, watching naked women in the shower in college, which, I mean, I mean, as a college student, I would have never have liked it. No, I saw Porky's, actually. Uh, it was a different era. But uh, honestly, I think we're just tired of being played, right? Aren't we just kind of tired of being played? Aren't we uh, ready for this new American revolution, the peaceful one that I've been espousing, that even Robert Kennedy Jr. is now espousing? Yeah. Hey, 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 another uh, show. Now, uh, there is only one radio show I listen to religiously. Other than, well, I don't listen to my own because I, you know, I'm, I have a hate-hate relationship with myself. I just recently started watching my TV show just because it's getting really good. Um, but that said, I still said, oh, God, I got to lose. I look like a pelican. Anyway, I listen to Chris Plant's show. I've listened to Chris Plant's show since he got his show in about 2005 in uh, D.C. Uh, he started there. It's funny. They, they fired him. Uh, Cumulus fired him and replaced him. They wanted to launch Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski on the radio. And that failed. I mean, it, it, was, it was so bad it, it was six months. Six. It was even worse than another show that Cumulus launched that I won't mention. I could, but I'm not going to. And, and Chris, literally a year later, they decide they're going to bring him back. And he's like, you know, I'm done with radio. I guess I'm done with radio. So they bring him back. And I told him, and, and only a few are you going to get this. You millennials and Gen Z, unless you're historians, you're not going to understand this. Uh, because it even happened before me. Um, I said to Chris, I said, Chris, the first thing you say when you get back on the air is, as I was saying. Now, that is a reference to a talk show host who preceded Johnny Carson before The Tonight Show. Again, for you millennials and you uh, Gen Zers, Johnny Carson was the dude before Jay Leno, who was the dude before anybody else on Late Night right now. And uh, Jack Parr... He made the mistake of, I think he said the word toilet or something on the air, and this was the 1960s, so they booted him. And people were outraged, and finally he came back, and instead of saying, I, I'm sorry, I talked about a toilet or whatever, he said, as I was saying, and it was brilliant. It'll go down the annals of, uh, of talk history, right along with Johnny Carson, the, the uh, axe thrower hitting the, the uh, silhouette of a man in the crotch, and Drew Barrymore flashing her boobs at David Letterman. Right up there! Anyway, back to Chris Plant. He's got, <laughs> he's got a new show. It's coming to Newsmax. Chris Plant, the right squad. This is huge. If you're looking for somebody you can trust, if you're looking for someone whose take is rock solid and he has a hell of a sense of humor, you are going to enjoy Chris Plant. This is the best damn thing that I could imagine other than getting Tucker Carlson. I'm not kidding. So his show, he's going to be working with Jen, uh, Jen Pellegrino, who's great, and other panelists, and it's, it's going to be outstanding. It is really going to be good. I can't wait. We're going to try and get Chris on. I've been texting him this morning. He's real busy right now, and he, you know, trying to do the dry runs and all that stuff. Um, anyway, so we hope to get him on uh, Monday. But the right squad, this, oh, my God, this is going to be epic.
It's going to be really, 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 really good. Really good. A woman reportedly had what attendees said was a screaming orgasm in the middle of a Los Angeles Philharmonic concert during Tchaikovsky's Symphony No. 5 at the Walt Disney Concert Hall Friday night. And I mean, I'll just ask the ladies in the audience, I mean, who hasn't got a little excited listening to Tchaikovsky's Symphony No. 5? That's the one where he goes, and then the violins, you know what I'm talking about? No, neither do I actually. Cardi, and I have the audio. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to play the, the audio for real. According to the attendees of the concert, uh, a woman released a loud and full-body orgasm in the midst of the show. It remains unclear what exactly occurred. Could have been something to do with uh, those big timpani drums where they thump. I mean, it's like a, it's like having a clothes dryer in the hall with you. Anyway, so anyway, <clears throat> friends who went to the LRE Philharmonic last night, uh, this was last week, were reported that in the middle of the show, some lady uh, had a, uh, you know, a big O to the point where the whole orchestra stopped playing. This is the same thing happening. You know what it's like. You're in a, a crowd and you're watching a show and you cough right when everybody in the audience is quiet or you're in the gym and you're doing sit-ups and you're a little gassy. And, you know, suddenly everything's quiet and burk, there you go and you're like, okay, it wasn't me doing the sit-ups over here. The most likely to actually have that happen. It's not me, but it happens that way. This is a little bit different than that, obviously. But uh, anyway, apparently somebody, the woman had a big, uh, a big O during the performance. Uh, other reports said the orchestra continued playing. The band played on. <laughs> One Twitter uh, uh, orchestra fan said, uh, some people really know how to live. Woman in the audience had a full and loud, uh, you know, during the fifth, uh, the fifth second movement. Because, you know, the first movement, you know what that is. That's like, uh, it's like foreplay. Then you get into the second movement, and that's when the, uh, you know, you know, happens. So anyway, uh, the second movement, the band politely carried on. And uh, here is the audio. <laughs> this is why my wife's been bugging me to go see the symphony. All right, here we go. This is this actual audio. I'm just saying, I'm going to give you a, a trigger warning if you get offended or whatever. Although you really shouldn't. I mean, whatever the heck you do, you honestly, get a life. Here is a, here's the, uh, the actual audio that recorded in the uh, concert hall. That, that, <laughs> that was it. Then one of the attendees, Molly Grant, said that she thought the experience was quite beautiful. I saw the girl after it happened, and I assumed that she, you know, because she was breathing heavy, her partner was smiling and looked at her like uh, as an effort to not shame her. <laughs> I got. I guess. I guess that's what. Hold on. There you go. I don't know. You know, I, I, uh, I, I've, I've done a lot of things to go to the symphony. I'm not a big symphony guy, you know, and, and the symphony, they're trying to preserve the arts, and I think that's a worthy accomplishment. Don't, don't worry. I mean, I think when you see an orchestra live, it's, it's, uh, it's orgasm. I mean, it's uh, really good. It's really good. But, you know, that said, if you, if you just put a poster that said, oh, yeah, we're doing Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony tonight, 
I'd be like, yawn. But when I was in D.C. at Wolf Trap Amphitheater, I went to see the orchestra do a live version of Wizard of Oz. If you ever, if your orchestra in your community ever does a live Wizard of Oz with the orchestra playing the music, oh my God, it's the best thing. So I saw that, and, and you know another one they did? They did Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh my God. They did the Rabbit of Seville. They did all of the great, great Bugs Bunny cartoons with the William Tell Overture and Kill the Wabbit, Kill the Wabbit. You know, all of it. Oh my God. If you ever get a chance to see that. And there was one other, I don't remember what it was. It was the Wizard of Oz, it was the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Was it Star Wars? It might have been Star Wars. It might have been Star. I think it was Star Wars, John Williams. If you get a chance to see that, I mean, if, if, the, if the fifth, if, the, if Tchaikovsky's fifth can do that in 2023 to someone, imagine what, uh, you know, John Williams and Star Wars Live would do for you. Oh, my goodness. It could be the, could be the date of a lifetime. It could be a date, date of a... Whatever works, man. What, whatever will uh, fill the seats, right? Isn't that, uh, isn't that essentially what we're saying? Whatever will fill the seats. <laughs> oh, uh, real quick here, just some new uh, polling data here. I'm going to read it completely uh, from the center because I don't want to skew anyone with their, you know, endorsement of a candidate here. But uh, latest poll from Rasmussen shows uh, Donald Trump with a 59% favorability overall with all voters. 11 points better than Joe Biden. What, what, what? Doesn't Tammy Lauren say that, that Donald Trump can't beat Joe Biden because she's an influencer and she's cute and blonde and in her 20s and works for Fox, who's decidedly anti-Trump? Yeah, latest Rasmussen poll shows uh, President Trump 59% favorability rating with all voters. 11 points better than Joe Biden. And by the way, uh, when Trump and DeSantis are on the same ticket, they beat Joe Biden by like eight points. When it's just uh, Trump versus Biden, uh, by, Trump leads by about five points. Also, Donald Trump leads Joe Biden by seven points in a hypothetical matchup. The uh, political media and first reported the post-millennial showed that 40, 48% of likely voters prefer Trump while 41% back Biden. But, of course, Donald Trump does not stand a chance, even though he's 40 points ahead of Ron DeSantis in the primaries. That's just, no, no, I'm just saying. These are things that I'm hearing. And then there's uh, this. Poll published on Tuesday shows 56% of potential Republican primary voters back Trump for the nomination. He sits 34 points ahead of DeSantis, who has not announced his... Uh, his bid yet. Uh, the only person who has declared thus far who has not even 1% of support is uh, Asa Hutchinson. So, thought you should know. He could even become trans and he would not have 1%. Uh, Asa Hutchinson. Stick a fork at him. He is done. On the way, the uh, Marine who took down a thug in New York, the left trying to make it another George Floyd and it ain't going to fly. That's on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. Cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hold on, kill the music. Kill the music. I have decided after the last story about a woman having a 
an orgasm during a symphony performance of Tchaikovsky's number five. I'm going to replace all of our bumper music with Tchaikovsky's symphony number five. Let's see if our ratings go up. Yeah, you know, I think I'll stick to the ACDC and the other stuff that we play here in the audio slave and whatnot. But it was a nice try. You know the best way to get uh, a lot of women to uh, tune in to you? Fire Tucker Carlson. <laughs> there you go. That seems to work pretty well. Uh, Newsmax numbers with women up about 270%. So we did it without even the Tchaikovsky number five. Which, you know, is like Mambo number five, I guess, a little bit different than that. But anyway, all right, let's talk about what happened in New York. Um, here's what we got. Um, and, and it's a tale of uh, two stories, a- as it usually is. And it's whether or not the Democrat Party finds uh, either of them to work for them politically. Uh, one of them, they are trying to make work for them politically. The other one, they're trying to make disappear because it disproved their narrative. I'm going to explain in one second. Eric Adams appeared on CNN Wednesday to slam AOC for calling the death of a homeless man, Jordan Neely, a murder. Now, um, Neely was a homeless man. He uh, was a Michael Jackson impersonator, had schizophrenia. He's been arrested 42 times in the past, including punching a 67-year-old woman in the face. He was riding the F train toward Broadway Lafayette Station when he started screaming and throwing garbage at fellow passengers. Fight broke out, and a former Marine who has not been named put him in a chokehold. Two other men helped restrain Neely until police were called to the scene. He later died in the hospital. The medical examiner's office ruled his death is homicide by way of pressure on his neck. Uh, Mayor Adams is a former cop, and he urged caution with regard to immediately deciding this guy is a murderer, is a murderer, because uh, you're going to get sued, first of all, because that's absolutely irresponsible, um, and uh, and it's ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you consider the state of New York, and you consider this guy, if you look at this man, been arrested 42 times, including punching a 67-year-old woman in the face, don't you suppose the next thing that was going to happen was something much worse? Don't you suppose maybe the next time this guy was off his meds, he'd try to shove somebody in front of a, a train? Don't you suppose? Here is uh, Mayor Adams talking about uh, the left trying to make this guy do another George Floyd. So one of the reasons that this uh, story is really hitting a nerve is because this man uh, appeared to be having mental health issues. This no, time. no, it isn't hitting a nerve. Uh, most people are like, oh, you know, I'm sorry it happened, but the guy had to do something with protect other people. The only nerve it's hitting is the leftist journalists and politicians who want to use it to their political advantage. Something that you've talked a lot about, but I want to read to you. This is a response from the comptroller, Brad Lander. He tweeted this, New York City is not Gotham. We must not become a city where mentally ill human can be choked to death by a vigilante without consequence. There's also but it's okay if a mentally ill person chokes to death someone who's not mentally ill. As from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democratic Congresswoman, she said, Jordan Neely was murdered. What is your response to... Okay, if there's going to be a trial, she's already uh, she's already wrecked it, and uh, if, if there were a trial, presumably, hopefully, it would be thrown out, it would be found innocent, and then he should be able to sue her butt off what they're saying here. Well, uh, both the Congress, Congresswoman and uh, the controller 
uh, the controller is a citywide leader. And I don't think that's very responsible at the time where we're still investigating the situation. Let's let the DA uh, conduct his investigation with the law enforcement officials. Uh, to really interfere with that is not the right thing to do. And I'm going to be responsible and allow them to do their job and allow them to determine exactly what happened here. Now, right before 9-11, I was on a plane with my son. He was 18 months old and my wife. And uh, all of a sudden in front of me, I was half asleep. It was the first time I'd been able to sleep comfortably on a plane in my life. And all of a sudden there was a tussle in front of me. And I looked up and there was a man pummeling the snot out of another man, knocked his glasses off, bloodied his face. And I got up with about five other guys and we surrounded him until the captain came back. And I would have, if I had to, choked the life out of the bastard because I didn't know if he was going to, A, kill the guy he just attacked for no reason. By the way, he was a paranoid schizophrenic off his meds. And if he would go for the exit door to the plane. This is about the preservation of the other people. And I'm sorry this happened to this man. But to make this into some sort of a murder case, some sort of a race case, when the people of New York are being overrun by people who've been arrested dozens of times and ultimately culminating somebody getting seriously injured, I got to tell you, I'm siding with the Marine on this one. And until we know the facts, uh, shut the hell up. Take a break and come back. Coming up, talking about uh, trans women in sports. Jennifer Kearns joins us. Don't go anywhere. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. Our special guest, Jennifer Kearns, will join us in just one second. I do want to finish my thought here real quick. Uh, I said a tale of two people and whether or not their stories were useful to the Democrat Party. One of them is uh, this man who was... Uh, uh, who died, um, presumably, at the a- hands of a man who was restraining him because he was a paranoid schizophrenic who was screaming and throwing garbage at people. And uh, if you've seen uh, the result of these events in New York, uh, frequently, or in other areas, uh, someone who is uh, innocent gets injured, uh, possibly even killed, maybe even shoved on the tracks of a subway, uh, etc. But a former Marine saw this guy, saw him as a potential threat, put him in a chokehold. Uh, this guy lost consciousness, went to the hospital, found that he uh, had passed away. The, uh, this, this gentleman named Neely, uh, had been arrested 42 times in the last 10 years. Last arrested November 2021 for hitting a woman in the face, a 67-year-old woman in the face. And uh, uh, some people are saying, and I agree, the whole system failed him. He fell through the craps of, cracks of the system. We do have a mental health crisis in this country. This is, uh, this is not uh, people riding on a train's uh, fault here. Um, but several of the people on the subway got a hold of this guy who was uh, behaving erratically and dangerously, putting people in a position of either three, feeling threatened or having a, a physical threat against them, held him in a headlock, and two other people held them down. He lost consciousness, went to the hospital. I have a feeling 
that uh, there will be, uh, who knows, they're going to do a blood toxicology uh, report to see if he was on anything. Here's the other case. Tyree Nichols. Remember Tyree Nichols in Memphis? Black man beaten by five cops. Barack Obama, after it happened, he immediately launched into a screed, assumed it was just another racist cop incident. It turns out the five cops were black. And they all pulled him over for nothing. And they beat him to death. They beat him for three minutes. He was sc- they were screaming profanities at him. The assault uh, uh, that uh, people caught on tape. And uh, they just pulled him back. They saw the calling out for his mother before his limp body was propped up against the squad car. The arrest was made by the so-called Scorpion Unit, which had three members of about 30 street officers targeted violent offenders and uh, in areas besieged by crime. They, uh, they saw Nichols pulled up to a red light. They pulled him over. They, they charged him with reckless driving, and they said he was drunk. He was none of those things. He said, I didn't do anything. As the officers wrestled to the ground, one officer is heard yelling, tase him. He said, I'm okay. I'm on the ground. He says, you guys are really doing a lot. I'm just trying to go home. Stop. I'm not doing anything. He was initially compliant with the officers, although he is confused by their hostility toward him, lies on the ground, as told, while police try to handcuff him, it's unclear if he had any other prior encounters with the police involved. Two officers held him to the ground as he moved out. Third appears to kick him in the head, slumped to the ground. They beat him to death. They beat him to death. I'm going to baton the bleep out of you, one officer has heard saying. His body camera shows him, raise the baton, etc., etc. Well, once they found out he was a, uh, uh, you know, a black man at the hands of five officers, story went away. And also, I might add, apparently, this man, Mr. Nichols, appears to have been having a relationship with one of those officers' girlfriends. That story was not useful by the Democrat Party, and it went away. Yeah, you figure it out. Let's move on to our special guest here, Jennifer Kearns, host of All-American Radio on iHeartRadio, also the author of The Real War on Women, which is happening in this country right now. And she joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Jennifer, how are you today? Hey, doing well. Guess who broke the story that the officer uh, had been dating one of the guy's girlfriends? Yours truly. Shut up! <laughs> wait, wait, Jennifer, why isn't, this, why isn't that in the story that I just read? Because I remember hearing that uh, this was the reason. Because, it, Rob, it, you hit the nail on the head. It, it didn't serve the Democrats' purpose anymore. It wow. also didn't serve the Democrats' purpose anymore when it came out that the five officers who served in that Scorpion unit, um, were were let into the Memphis police force under uh, relaxed standards, relaxed physical <laughs> fitness standards. Remember, people were kind of chuckling about one of the cops was kind of out of breath after the whole, you know, tussle um, with Kyrie. And that did not serve their purpose because it showed the problem of when you lower the standards for our police in America, when you lower the standards for the U.S. military, this is exactly what you get. You get people who don't have the experience and the time on the force and the judgment uh, not to go after a kid like this. And, and and if they had had more experience and, and more ethics, they would have. One of those five guys would have. Or, or Jennifer, or Jennifer, they're morally deficient. They signed up for the police department knowing that they'd be given a badge, knowing that they would have the authority to use law enforcement for, for their own criminal benefit. 
And I know, yeah. but there's a lot of that going on. People saying, oh, wait, wait, hold on. I can bust people. I can uh, raid their homes. I can get stacks of cash. And I could just kind of pre- pre- pretend it kind of went away when I did the search. You suppose there might be a little of that going on, too? I would be willing to bet, and here's the most alarming part, Rob, they've lowered the standards on the LAPD. They're lowering the standards in the NYPD uh, because they need officers. Officers are retiring in droves. So the the Memphis uh, situation was just kind of the tip of the iceberg. I bet there's more of that going to come in the next few years. Yeah, and and also you might add, uh, while you're fomenting a race hatred in uh, universities and saying that white people are all white supremacists and white people are all this and all that and uh, and whatnot, you you might assume also that it would uh, they'd recruit people who were very hateful racists, acolytes of people like um, you know the the race baiting left. That's right. That's right. And look, you were talking about the real war on women. Here it is. Minneapolis, you mentioned the George Floyd case. Uh, for women in Minneapolis, you would think, oh, hey, the, the Minneapolis City Council is on top of this. They're going to defund the police. Everything's going to be more peaceful. In the wake of the George Floyd, in the year after the George Floyd incident, rape of women in Minneapolis actually rose 22% the first year they defunded the police. It went to 56% the next year. So women, in particular black women, actually ended up suffering as a result of all of this defund the police nonsense. So minority women actually ended up suffering the most. This is the opposite of what Democrats told us. Which is why you don't hear Democrats talk about it anymore. Because yes, but but Jennifer, all of that pales by the good that was done by getting rid of Uncle Ben and uh, Mrs. Butterworth. So honestly, uh, what you're saying there is is absolute. Who cares about women being sexually assaulted as long as Uncle Ben is not on a bag of rice anymore? Right. It'll solve that'll solve every problem. Pearl Milling Company solves every problem. Yes, Pearl Mining Company. Dear God in heaven. All right, I want to play a little uh, piece of audio. I, I presume you could be able to hear it here. This is an 18 year old woman, senior in high school, talking about a, a trans man who is uh, a trans woman who's a man who was uh, beating the snot out of uh, girls in her high school and also uh, showing his package in the locker room. Here's what she had to say at a school board meeting the other night before or right. Right after this, this jackweed got expelled. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and only ladies and gentlemen it is and shall always be. I am an 18-year-old high school student and wanted to take this time to bring to your attention the current issue with biological men claiming they are women and in turn truly believing that they are entitled to use women's spaces. There was an incident within our district that occurred recently regarding a transgender woman who really is a biological man having an altercation with a young woman. Now this is, uh, I'll just cut it off there, but this is an idea of the rage that's beginning to finally uh, we're finally being able to hear about that women are are getting to the point where they are desperate, they are uh, afraid, and they're really pissed off about it. Jennifer, do you suppose we've reached a breaking point with the abuse of women and this nonsensical trans movement that 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 not only are women fighting back, but that the men in their lives are also fighting for them as well? I do. I think we've reached the pinnacle. You see this at school board meetings now. You see dads coming to school board meetings. I mean, one of the greatest things that happened from the liberal nonsense is that dads are now attending the PTA meetings. Dads are now at school board meetings. I think that is a a step in the right direction in America. Look, uh, I don't think it'll stop the left, though, Rob, from 
from trying to do more of this. Uh, they, they want to do this to our military. They want to do this to our police. They want to do this to every institution. Joe Biden wants to, you know, have a full trans cabinet at some point. I mean, this is not going to stop the left from doing this, but but look, we've been trying to warn about this for years. I can remember back in 2008 in California, I was the spokesperson for Prop 8. That was marriage, traditional marriage versus gay marriage. This was when Gavin Newsom, who was the mayor of San Francisco at the time, handing out uh, marriage licenses against state law that said you can only get married if you're a man and a woman. Well, during that campaign, it came up uh, that the education lobby, the, the teachers unions in California, were planning to teach kindergartners, kids as young as five, about anal sex and gay sex. And we said, well, why on earth would they be doing that? You know, think of how long ago that was. That was 15 years ago. Uh, I went out front as a spokesperson and, you know, my campaign manager pushed me out and said, hey, you need to go talk about this. I said, I don't want to be talking about this. What does this even mean? Well, now we know, right? We know with all the drag shows uh, in front of the kids at the library. We know now in the states that have curriculum that teaches sex ed to people, uh, to kids as young as three now. This has all been part of a long strategy of the left to sexualize our kids and, and, and put adult ideas into kids' heads, which, as we all know, is just wrong. And it's one of the many lies that, um, that the gay lobby has pushed on Americans. Remember, back in Prop 8 in 2008, they said, all we want to do is get married. All we want to be able to do is go into the hospital when our partner is dying or has a problem. That's all we want to do. We're not going to uh, preach this onto your kids. They lied about it all, everything from adoption to, you know, equal rights and all that, but they lied about it all. They said, if you give us the right to marry, we're going to be angel citizens. We're not going to talk to your kids about this. In fact, we're going to go out of our way and adopt kids. We're going to empty out all the orphanages if you just let us get married. That, too, was a lie, as um, uh, Jerry Springer or Maury Povich used to say. That, too, was a lie. Uh, the, uh, the adoption rate now is the lowest it's ever been in American history. So they didn't live up to any of their promises when they promised uh, a great better america if we would just let them get married i uh, on, a, on a humorous note i never understood why gay people wanted to get married they had an out i was like uh yeah. you know i mean like what are you kidding wait wait hold on a second you you, you have an out if your partner's saying i really want to get married you had an out you're like oh we don't and no, i can't get we can't get married it's not legal see if i would have had that no i'm just i'm just kidding jennifer <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jennifer. So, and then there's this. Uh, we got a new uh, O'Keefe Media Group uh, video that shows uh, a DOJ official saying that Merrick Garland is rolling over when it comes to trans men impregnating women in prison. This is the greatest assault, literally uh, uh, subjecting women who are being punished in prison. You're, you're being in prison to be punished. Nothing about that says you should be victimized sexually by a man claiming to be a woman. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, this is disgusting and disgraceful. Remember, it was Democrats who told us during the COVID crisis, we had to empty the jails because if someone was at risk of getting a sniffle with the COVID-19 virus, they wanted to empty the jails. They were trying to empty Rikers Island here in New York City. But now they'll, they'll let women inmates share uh, tents and share uh, bedrooms and share bathrooms with trans gender individuals who are impregnating them and let's call it what it is it's rape it's rape 
and we're, we're still going to have women in there. That is the real war on women. That is what people ought to be talking about when they go to the polls next year in 2024. We've been hearing from Nancy Pelosi since 2013 when she coined the phrase the war on women. Uh, when, when you really start to look around at all the policies we've been talking about here, all the policies that are you know in the headlines every day, Rob, it is the Democrats who are perpetrating the real war on women. You know, the only thing, and I've said this before, uh, the same dynamic happens with people of color and women. The Democrat Party says, uh, you know, spews the talking points, make the promises. The only thing that uh, Democrats want women for is to vote for abortion. That's it. They don't care otherwise. The same goes with people of color. They promise we're going to fix the schools. We're going to fix the crime. We're going to fix this. Then Election Day rolls around. They leave money on the dresser, get up and leave. They do the same thing with women. They do the same thing with people of color. They always make these promises, but ultimately they could give a rat's behind about them because all they're doing is protecting with regard to people of color. They are just trying to make promises to cover up failed policies that have destroyed the black community. And with regard to women, they just want to get those abortion votes. And then they don't give a rat's behind about anything else that affects women. Yeah, you're exactly right. This is why I wrote my book, The Real War on Women. It talks about 14 other policy areas, 14 other topics that I swear to you, women do care more about than the right to get an abortion. Uh, but Democrats have figured out that that strategy that, you know, banging the uh, the tribal drum outside the Supreme Court and wearing the pink hats, they, they have figured out that that actually worked. Um, so that's why they're going back to this abortion pool. Uh, the New Yorker had a great piece on it. it said, Jennifer, Jennifer, we, we got to take a break. Can, you, can we come back and just wrap things up? I would cut you off in the interview, but I want to continue with on the other side of the break. Does sure. that sound cool? All right, let's take yeah. a break and come back. More with Jennifer Kearns in a second the Rob Carson Show. Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show. Stand by your trans. Who says he's now a female? This is Jim Gossett. He looks more like a she-male. Jennifer Kearns coming back up. The girl with something extra. Stand by your trans. He puts on all the blush he can. Here we go. Stand by your train. Uh, Jennifer. <laughs> we, we like to uh, use humor to make a point when we can, so uh, I thought that would be appropriate as we uh, wrap up your interview. Uh, you said you would have this book called The Real War on Women, and, uh, and I'd like to know a little bit more about that in the, in the time that we have remaining. Yes, well, I wrote this really as an answer to Nancy Pelosi and Planned Parenthood and all of the uh, political pundits out there who claim that it's Republicans who are so mean to women, it's Republicans waging this war on women. And um, and I've done some focus groups on this in the past, and I over the last seven years, I thought, this isn't really true. It's actually the opposite. The Democrat Party is the one uh, waging the war on women. And, you know, when I really did an analysis of, you know, voting rights, which party really suppressed uh, women over time, it was always the Democrat Party, uh, especially black Americans, really was the Democrat Party. They voted against every civil rights bill 
um, for uh, black Americans from 1865 to 1965. That was the Democrat Party, not the Republican Party. Uh, real quick, re- real quick, Jennifer, Jennifer, real quick, clear something up for me. I, I understand, and what I have uh, heard is that the Democrat Party was actually instrumental in uh, making women's suffrage, uh, delaying it. Correct, correct. And if you look at, you know, I, I always tell people you don't have to take my word for it. I've done the research. They can go look at it themselves. But look at the states where women's suffrage was first introduced. It was Wyoming, which had a Republican legislature. It was a Republican senator in the state of California that introduced it there. And women's suffrage um, was first presented at a Republican National Committee where women delegates were seated. It was the first time women delegates had ever been seated. Where was the Democrat Party? Well, this, I think, is the ultimate deflection why you see them fighting and pretending to be uh, such great, um, great partners to women. They know the history just like we do, right? They, they're trying to make up for the past when they were nothing but a roadblock to women. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, uh, paying reparations to cover up 50 years of failed policy in Democrat-run cities. It's kind of like that, Jennifer. Listen, we got to go. <laughs> Jennifer, uh, it was a real treat having you on. I want to have you on again. You freaking rock. Thank you so much. Thank you <laughs> and to your former mentor, Rush. All the years you guys supported our campaign, so we greatly appreciate it. All right, Jennifer, we'll have you on again. Where People can find you on All American Gen on Twitter, right? That's right. All right, God bless you. Have a glorious week. We appreciate it. All right, going to come back and wrap up this here radio show in just a second. This is The Rob Carson Show. That is going to do it for the show. I thought today's show was outstanding. If you would like to check out the podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen, Newsmax.com slash listen. Ah, tomorrow's a glorious Friday. God bless you. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. See you then. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.